Minnesota Vikings fans, welcome back to the Purple People Eaters podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk about our beloved Minnesota Vikings. Well, they got the job done. Um, we were calling for you know everyone to sit. <laughs> um, luckily, they did make it through. Cook uh, looked like he got a little, little banged up, but he's going to be okay. He got a cleat. Uh, a lot of people were just like, oh, he fumbled again, so he's garbage again. And then he got a cleat to the knee, and now he's faking the injury. And it just was like, guys, what the – once again, your Social Security check does not come out. You're not going to – Delvin Cook's not going to take any of your money, okay? It's just crazy, dude. Um, anyway, sorry, a little, little rant there, but he's not washed just yet, okay? Um, but, yeah, we're going to talk about this Vikings victory. We bookend the year. We started the year with a double-digit uh, victory, and we ended it with a double-digit victory. But it just doesn't feel quite the same as it did week one because, of course, you know, um, the Bears had their backup quarterback. Or actually, they went to their third string, too. But we'll get into some of the highlights, um, you know, of that Bears game. 13 wins is 13 wins. 13 and 4 to finish the season. It was nice to be, you know, having a, a, a what, 4 and 2 in the division. So that's cool, too, to have a winning record in the division. And hey, the Lions did us a favor. They beat the Packers, and Seattle won in overtime. Therefore, neither of them are in. And now you go, hey, can we get that second seed? Remember what we were saying about that second seed? Is there any possible way that we know? Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, not that Seattle's not coming in hot either, of course. But, yeah, we're going to talk it through a lot of young players on both sides, or maybe not even all young players. Matson's not necessarily the youngest player, but he showed up. A lot of young players on both sides of the ball, though, definitely, you know, made made a presence. It was kind of interesting. That was kind of cool to see that in a real game. Not a preseason game, but a real game, so it is real action. It is a little bit different, even though it's meaningless to them. And the Texans, you know, are were the Texans, and now the Bears have the number one pick. Pretty crazy. Uh, but anyway, we'll break it down. And then, of course, we have to preview and predict the wild card weekend. Sunday, 340 kickoff central, I believe, against the Giants, the rematch. There's a fair amount of rematches, actually, uh, this first week. We'll break it down, preview, predict. Will they get over the hump? I didn't realize it. First of all, we haven't hosted a lot of uh, wild card rounds because usually when we have, you know, um, a great season, we, we're, we're number one or number two, so we have that bye. I kind of forgot that we haven't really won. We haven't hosted a lot of home games, um, you know, in the wild card, but we haven't won many of them either when I look back. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I kind of forget about that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to preview and predict that. And, of course, if you've been watching the, or listening to the show enough, you know that we uh, finished the um, we finished the podcast, last little part of it, with a gopher football uh, segment. Quick little update. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to get into it in just a moment. If this is your first time listening to this year, Vikings podcast, Purple People Eaters, it's available in a variety of places. It streams live on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Ropadope Radio. But like I said, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and Ropadope and download the show there. You can find it 
under Rope Dope Radio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM, um, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. We also have a, a Living in Loserville uh, Spricker page, and it's available on Spotify as well. Um, one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99, and there's two deals for you. Still have that save three months, $160 deal where you get to enjoy HBO Max, Show, Showtime, Stars, and Epics, and Cinemax if you go with the choice package or above. If you go with the choice package or above and buy the exclusive Direct TV streaming device, you can save fifty dollars as well. That's Direct TV Stream. Okay, so let's go ahead and bring in my co-host and longtime friend here, Aaron. Well, we've come to an end of the regular season. When you look around the league, you know obviously the 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 seventeenth game, the eighteenth week, is clearly a money grab. We already knew that, but there is a lot of like, just not a lot of people playing per se. Um, you know, last week we talked about, hey, the Niners are going to win. Let's not face a hot-ass team coming in. Let's face the Giants again. Let's get the home field. Of course, we'd like to be able to win a home game and then get another home game, you know. But we were kind of back and forth with it, but both of us were basically on the side of, hey, let's not get anybody hurt. I still kind of, I got to admit, I kind of liked how they did it where you did get some reps in and then a lot of guys got out, like three or four guys weren't playing on defense and then like three or four more starters didn't play in the second half. Um, and, you know, just in case, I mean, that at half it was 14 to 13 in that Niners game and that would have sucked if we just gave away a game and then we could have had the second seed. So, I don't know, I mean, it feels a lot better now, Aaron, the fact that we didn't have anybody hurt. Um, what do you think of the decision to uh, get the guys' uh, reps and, you know, get that old uh, bad taste out of your mouth thing that a lot of people talk about as well from last week? Yeah, all's well that ends well, right? I mean, that's how it goes. Um, I, I didn't really have a problem with I, You know, the game started, I thought to myself, why, why are we playing people? You know, we kind of said we don't want to see Jefferson. We don't want to see Cook. We don't want to see all the major parts, uh, right. cousins, et cetera. But then, you know, you start to think about it. Well, what if the Niners lose? I know it's probably not going to happen, but what if it does? Right. You know, you want to kind of have your, your, your ball rolling sort of continuity going. So, you sit those guys. So I think they really made a good decision, you know, get a nice little lead at the half and get everybody oh. out. Um, and they didn't get everybody out, but they got all those parts and pieces that we had uh, outlined. Uh, out. Sure. And, you know, end up with a 13 and four season, Chris, a really weird 13 and four um, hmm. this year. Like you said, bookend with uh, two normal games. We bookend, dude. Throat. We're good to go. We're bookend, yeah, right? I know. It's good to go. Uh, and so now, it you know. Great. I wouldn't say we, you know, we went full steam ahead into the playoffs, but we didn't necessarily limp in there. Um, it is nice getting a dub again after a loss. That's something that we, uh, you know, in recent years, we always, you know, follow up with two or three losses in a row, I guess, right? Yep. And the Lions, you know, they did, they made us all very, very happy. Yes. Um, you know, except God for bless most, them. most friends in Green Bay, but, you know, the, it's just one of those things where you can't help but just because I mean, we were called frauds all season. And guess what? 
Exactly. Who's frauds now? You know, yeah, you you, you laid it to us at Lambeau, um, but you right. know, in the end, you're gonna get a real nice draft pick. So you know, you, you can have that to hold on to and just kind of you know feel how we feel every year. What are we picking? 13, 14, maybe twelve. I don't you know all that stuff. So um, so it was a pretty good weekend altogether. Now, like you said, this home playoff deal is kind of a I can't even remember the last home wild card. I think I remember a few home playoff games, obviously of the miracle and so on, but um, I don't know if, if I can remember a home wild card. And you know, that's one of those things, Chris, where it's like, you'd love to feel real great going into it, but you know, we didn't necessarily beat the world to get in the playoffs. And now we're three point favorites. And, you know, everybody, all the money's going to the Giants. And so we're, it's, you know, it's one of those things where we kind of, we can't just, you know, write it in pencil, like, or we can kind of write it in pen. So we have to write it in pencil and kind of sweat out a playoff game here. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, that's kind of what the season has been, sweating it out. Just going back to that Lions uh, ordeal, four straight years now, the season has ended. Because that was basically the playoffs last night, let's be honest, right? Four straight seasons, the Packers have, have lost at home in the playoffs, basically. <laughs> and obviously, you know, they've done, you know, last year they – was it last year or the year before they lost in round one after having, you know, the bye and all. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been funky for them. So we're not we're – not, we don't have a violin ready. We're not crying uh, unless it's tears of joy. Uh, it is what it is, and I know I'm going to get messages. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but we don't hit. You didn't win those championships either, dude. So calm yeah. down. You weren't on the field. If Brett Favre messes me, hey man, I got you. I got some questions about how you funded a volleyball thing, but that's a whole different. That's whole a whole different. Other a whole story. different thing. Yeah. Now, I know this isn't a Packer podcast, but I have to say, I really think, and I said this the year before, and I'm I said it last year. I think this is the end of the era as far as Green Bay is concerned. Everybody's kind of exiting. Uh, I know what their – what is it? Uh, the receiver had some things to say. Uh, cryptic words from Rodgers, as always. And uh, I just don't see Rodgers back. But, you know, I'll be surprised again this offseason if it comes around. But it just seems like it might be the beginning of Jordan Love. And I, I got to go out on a limb here and say I don't think he's their third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to get with you there. I have to hold on. You said this is the end, right? This is the end. All right, before we get copyrighted or anything, I'm going to take that off. Just had to run that real quick. Jumped on YouTube. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what are the odds that they go from it? And we've seen them, you know, when, when Rodgers got hurt and they had backups, uh, one of their backups got a big deal, had, had a good, Pretty good season. He was the LSU quarterback. Uh, uh, Matt, is it Matt Schaub or Matt something went to Seattle and got a monster deal, or a pretty big ass deal. And then they 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 had Wilson in the third round or whatever. And they ended up getting rid of him. But it is funny because I used to work at a Packer bar, not knowing it was a Packer bar when I got hired. Just so everybody knows out there, fall season came around. They told me, "Hey, by the by," I'm like, "Whoa, what's going on?" But um. I mean, they were losing their shit when it came to back of quarterbacks. They're just, they wanted Anthony Barr in jail, 
And I mean, for that hit, the legal hit, that's now not a legal hit. And it just, it, it was funny. So yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that limb <laughs> as far as, uh, it, something's going to change. I really do believe that. Yeah. The guy said, Hey, can I, can I, can I have your jerseys? Like, I'm going to hold on to this one just in case. So yeah, it was kind of funny that Rogers did that, but, um, Overall, in the first half, like you said, we, we, we played well enough to, to get a lead. You know, the defense went out there and played pretty solid, forced two punts, a turnover on downs, uh, had an interception as well. Not all, you know, that didn't happen all, um, everything early. But it, to me, it, they just played good enough. That first drive, uh, Cousins hits uh, what's-his-toes Osborne for like 66 yards. That's the biggest uh, – play of the year now too on a third and seven right as he was hit I think that was the only hit Cousins took in the game so that was nice too I'm sure his body's feeling pretty good they got it to Thielen and of course we missed an extra point to the right right off the foot you just kind of knew it um and Cook did fumble you know on the very next drive uh, kind of looked like a scoring drive he is tied uh, for the most running back fumbles, which isn't great. That third uh, drive that they had, really nice drive. 12 plays, 68 yards, 629 on the clock. Matson got in there. He had a couple good runs. We saw Irv Smith back, so that was pretty cool. Um, a third and 11 uh, throw to TJ, third and six to Osborne. I mean, it looked pretty damn good. Now, the fourth drive kind of ended in a in a field goal, but it ended kind of weird there. People were kind of saying Thielen ran the wrong way. Either way, there was a miscommunication between Thielen and Cousins. I'm not sure what happened there. It did look like he had the inside where he could have went left. And if you see Cousins, he put the ball up before the break. So he was definitely anticipating that. Maybe that's just uh, still in that first year of the system, or, or maybe Cousins just messed up or Thielen. Who knows? I don't really know. Fifth drive. Fifth drive was going great, Aaron. Ten plays, 64 yards. Burnt down the clock, but we got it to a minute. And there was a discrepancy of the play clock. Was it at 25 or 40? And that's why we had to call a timeout. But that was a, you know, obviously you're not going to want to call a timeout right there. It was, uh, that was bad. But we would have got a penalty, so I see why we took the timeout. But there was, I think we kind of got screwed on that one. But then two runs, and then Cousins throws it short. I didn't like Cousins throwing it short. It didn't really look like Cook had – like, even if he would have ju- juked the first guy, there was, like, two others, a linebacker and a safety coming pretty hot. I love me some Cook, but I'm not sure that was the play to do it without a timeout. And then just the run-run pass, I'm not really – like, when you don't have a ton of time on the clock, I would have liked to have one more pass. It just seemed like it was such an obvious passing down um, on the third down thing. So that was kind of the only thing where you go, huh, not that great, uh, you know, in the first half anyway, because it was, that one kind of bugged me a little bit. That wasn't the way to really end the half. And I think uh, on that pass uh, to the corner of the end zone, I think that was, you know, judging from past plays where Thielen has kind of been awkward in his routes, I got to say it's probably Thielen on that, especially since you said, you know, Kirk threw it, uh, coming out of his route. So I have feeling Kirk knew where the ball was supposed to go and, and feeling didn't. And, uh, you know, I didn't realize there was a discrepancy in the play clock. And I the, didn't uh, either until the after game the game. Clock. 
But, you know, I guess that kind of explains it. But, yeah, that was a big mess. And the run-run pass, you know, it's pretty simple. To you you throw a pass, you it goes incomplete, stops the clock. You know, that's right. kind of how it goes. You save a little bit of time. Um, and I think, you know, it probably would have gone better that way. But, you know, Madison had been running the ball a lot better than Cook has in the last few weeks. I'll say that out loud now. I don't want to hear sure. the cook is washed crew come at me because, you know, we've been over this in the show for three weeks. He's not washed up. He's had better games. I, I do have some criticisms of cook at the moment. And that is, sure. I don't think he's hitting the hole very hard. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, and is there a hole there? I mean, yeah, that's questionable, right. but you know, he does, he doesn't hit it as hard as maybe once he did, or at least let's say he doesn't hit it as hard as Madison's been hitting it lately. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see maybe a little, I think we brought this up in a show before where it's like cook and take, you know, be that old school third down back type of thing. And you can give yes. uh, Madison more carries up the middle. We haven't still evolved into that yet, but I have a feeling that might be coming, but yeah. And then the, the, you know, the fire drill field goal that wasn't, um, yeah. I mean, what do you do? You got to go out there and kick. I thought they did a pretty good job of executing it. It's too bad. Yeah. Hawkinson couldn't get off the field. But, uh, you know, they would have had I it. I was surprised Hawkinson... they got that off, dude. I was like, whoa, right. okay. And you look at the replays and the guy on the, what is it, probably the left side, he wasn't set, but that right. wasn't what they called. So, I That's mean, you got to be set for a second. So you got to be set for one 1,000 and then go out. I think he was, you know, just kind of just got set at the moment. But, you know, it was kind of like, all right, well, it's three points. I think it would have made it 19-6 or 19-0, one of the two. Yeah, it would have been nice. Yep. But I don't think we were ever at a point where we thought the Bears were 100% in this game. I mean, like you said, you went from Peterman to uh, the other kid, and they were just going back and forth. I'm not saying they tanked the game. It seemed like there was effort. But, yeah, I think they knew they had a number one pick uh, in line for a loss there, and uh, I don't think they wanted to blow that. Now, what they do with that pick, Chris, we can argue about that on a different time but because it is an interesting talker. But, um, yeah, I don't think that – you know, I, I I just don't think – I think they did the best they could. It's unfortunate Hawkinson couldn't get off the field. If Hawkinson would have got off the field, I think we just – it would be a non-issue. Yeah, I think that – and you're right. I'm glad that you mentioned that because in the game, I was like, why the fuck did we take this timeout? What the hell just happened? What are we taking timeouts for right now? You know, I was like, let them take their fucking timeouts. Uh, but it, it did get a little explanation in the post-game stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. But, yeah, I would have liked to maybe run, like you said, give it to Madsen, and then passes in the end zone high. You know, either our guy's getting it or it's going out of bounds. I did think that was a mistake by Cousins. It, it, you could see their plan was to fire drill if not in a sense because they didn't have timeouts, but not everybody was on the same page. Like you said, TJ didn't get off. But – it still just didn't see – it wasn't one-on-one out there. Um, sure, there was only one guy near him right away, but there was guys coming heavy. So I just thought that was a, a poor decision by uh, Cousins, and he said as much uh, as well. Um, and, then, and then obviously there are two plays that stand out that I really hope don't, you know, come back to haunt us here this next week. Um, you know, we gave that long run – very at the very end, uh, the defense thought that Jones dude, I think it was, that he was out of bounds. And hey, early whistles, we get it. You know, what I mean, there is there's been some early whistles. We we totally understand that. 
Um, so, you, you know, but you got to make sure, because we had guys there, you got to make sure that's out of bounds. Uh, so that, that one kind of, that was like, damn, and that's a quick strike, dude. You know, three plays, 75 yards, buck 26. That one was kind of, eh, what the hell's going on? Um, so that, that kind of stuck with me, but I did like how they put uh, Nick Mullins in there in the game. Um, came right out, had 11 play, 75 yards, uh, making it 23 to, or 20, what would that be? 20, yeah, 23 to, 23 to 6. Naylor had a, you know, a, a good comeback catch. That was a tough catch, that 26 yarder where he had to, you know, he was going one way and he literally had to jump and lean way over, catch it and keep going. I thought, you know, it's nice to see, uh, some of these guys. As you mentioned, Madsen, and I really hope we get to that, you know, 18, 12 carries, you know, 18 to Cook, 12 to Madsen. I'm right there with you, man. Like you said, we have been talking about that. And why not? You know, why not? We we, we should really do that. But um, now it's back-to-back weeks, and even in the preseason, uh, you know, the young rookie wide receiver making some plays. Yeah, it's it's about time, too. I mean, I'm not saying he hasn't got a lot of opportunities uh, earlier in the season, but – he seems to take advantage of the opportunities he gets. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of drops. Um, Kirk seems to be able to go to him. Um, obviously, Mullins has a lot of faith in him. They probably get a lot of practice time together. But, yeah, nice to see him make plays. And I remember at Michigan State, he was pretty good. I mean, he seemed like he was making plays there, too. They had the running back at the time. But um, but now, you know, and also, but Naylor was, like, their number one option receiving. And uh, so it was nice to see them draft him and now to see him kind of making – uh, strides is, is a good sign for the future because everybody seems to think we're going to have to draft wide receiver and who's the two and who's the three and who's the four and it's five and six and Ola BC Johnson will be back and every, you know, all this stuff that you hear. And hmm. it's like, well, you know, if this guy's going to come up and make plays and if he continues to make plays in the playoffs, um, then, you know, he'll, he'll hold down a spot there and maybe get off the special teams, um, which he's been playing well on special teams as well. But the Cook Madison thing, Chris, I mean, I just want to see, like you said, them split carries and different kind of carries. I think Madsen is good up the middle. You want to go up the middle, go with go with Madsen. Uh, sure. if you want to hit the edge, you want to hit the edge, run screens, go with Cook. I think you know have them play to their strengths, especially if you you know we don't know what Madison's going to do next year. You might as well get some use out of him. He does a, hasn't had a lot of carries this season, so I think this was his first two touchdown game, which you know struck me as a surprise. Because I thought I'd seen him maybe score two before, but apparently we hadn't seen that. So um, I'd like to see that a little bit. And the second team offense, Chris. Well, wait a minute before we get to that. Let's. I want to talk yeah. about a little bit about the offensive line because I thought it was going to be an unmitigated disaster. I really did. I had zero faith coming in uh, to this game. I wanted to see how it would work out, but. I didn't, you know, I just didn't like it. I didn't like what was going on. Reed was a mess that game. Now he got, you know, just kind of thrown in third string center the the week before. But Udo, you know, I thought Udo played, he didn't show up in the negatives at all. You know, he wasn't full starting. He wasn't holding. There wasn't any of that going on. He's back at tackle. Maybe he's a Yeah, he's at his natural position. That helps, right? Yeah, he definitely has size. So I thought they played well enough. And like I said, we don't know about Bradbury's situation, but we know O'Neal's on IR. So if Udo can continue to play well, I'll take a, a little bit of sweat out of uh, what's going into to Sunday. But, you know, I thought altogether they played they played well enough. 
I still think there's some run game stuff that needs to be dealt with. But um, as far as pass protection, like you said, Kirk got hit once. and So I thought they showed pretty well. I don't have PFF scores and all that stuff. But from the eye test, I really think it was adequate. Yeah. It was average, mm-hmm. you know. It wasn't, a, yeah. it wasn't a disaster. Yeah, I mean, as far as this year goes, I'd say above average. Because uh, it's not like – I mean – if we got a bad defense too. If we're gonna say Chicago has a bad defense, but yeah, I mean they only had two hits, and only one of them was on Cousins, and we completed the play. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think you're right on that, and it did look like Chris Reed having a week. You know, I mean, people say, "Oh, dude, he, he got reps." We talked about that last week, dude. Dude, he barely got reps, man. He got reps in camp, then he went on the IR for like 12 weeks, and everybody kept asking. When's he going to play? Well, he's got to get on the active roster first, guys. And, um, you know, he really hasn't got many reps. So that was – that's another thing that um, – and I want to reiterate what you said, too. Now that now that we see it and we saw what they did, I do have to admit I was wrong, too, about how they handled this game. I do like how they handled this game. And I didn't really think about the Reed thing, too. He's a solid vet, whatever, but just having some snaps there – it, you know, we don't know if Bradbury's going to be back. We, we're not going to know until later in the week. I mean, we're not going to know until game time. But later in the week, he's actually going to get some real real practice time So in contact and stuff. So when I think about it, it's like, hmm, yeah, they were on to something. That does make a lot. That does make a lot of sense. And you're right, Udo, you know, he he, he was pretty sturdy, man. He was pretty sturdy. And, and maybe we won't have to go full West Coast, get rid of the ball. Uh, stuff, but that goes back to the running game. We'll talk about that when we're breaking that down. Um, that Cole Net had a great effort to get into the to get into the end zone. Um, 23-13, they made the score. Metallus, Josh Metallus, he 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 definitely tried to put the hit on the ball instead of tackling uh, the guy. A uh, couple other notes: uh, Joseph got that 50-yard field goal after you know missing. Uh, the extra point in what happened last week, you know, Naylor showed up again later. Osborne, you know, now two, what, two out of the last three weeks or something like that, two out of the last four weeks, he's had a 100-yard game. He, uh, his regular season totals were, uh, let's see, 60, 60 catches, 650 yards, and five TDs, 10.8 uh, per catch. You'd like to see that a little bit higher, but as we know, they are taking – they, they have a lot of, you know, deep uh, safeties, uh, of course. Just one punt, you know, at the end of the game. Um, and then, you know, that, that INT, Mullins got a little, you know, got a little wild with the ball a little bit. I think it was a little late, actually. Uh, but some young defenders making some nice plays as well. I, I really like to see that. When Sullivan, first it looked like Sullivan may have stubbed his toe really hard, but then they say his knee and you can kind of see where he fell on it. I guess he's okay, too. Um, but it was nice to see some young defenders. We talked about the offense. We saw some young guys on the defense uh, make some plays as well. This Tonga uh, inside D guy on third down, he's going to be on the roster. I really think he is. Next year, uh, I mean. He's obviously yeah. on the roster right now. But Oh, yeah. I, I, I know where you're coming on that. I mean, that's a player I kind of was watching a little bit because we really need defensive line. I mean, I, I really think this draft has got to be offensive line, defensive line. I said that for the last few years, but this one, I just don't. I mean, you don't have a lot of picks at the moment, but nonetheless, this Tonga kid, he keeps flashing every game, you know, something. He makes a play, you know, he's swatted a few balls. 
He's gotten some pressure. He's done a lot of things and shown up. Patrick Jones, the second, you know, he's getting some edge pressure now. And we thought we could go four deep in that, in that, uh, on that position. But yeah, Zadarius coming back and, and Hunter, that's, that's obviously your 1A and, and 1B. But then you got, you know, Jones who can come in and, and rotate and, and Wanham that can come in and rotate and play pretty well. Um, Duke Shelley made a big play, INT. He's been pretty solid. We thought we were at the end of our cornerback rope and really we were, but, you know, we get Evans come back at some point, uh, Cam. Um, and as far as Bradbury goes, I mean, he's going to need conditioning. I don't think we'll see him against the Giants, even if he can play. Um, That's cool. and then you got, you know, the safeties, Bynum's been pretty good all season and, and Metellus is kind of for rookie D line too. He's sure. Noise. No one can no, say his name. Yeah, that's how I noticed how I said it. Notice how I said it. <laughs> yeah. how I said it. <laughs> well, I remember from the Gophers, it's a Tomowo, but Tomo-wo. nobody can there see that. Nobody, I mean, no announcer can get that. Speaking of announcers, can I quickly say how oh, I had this thought while I was watching it? Oh, oh my God! How the hell does Jonathan Vilma oh, get to call our games after 2009 Bounty Gate over and over again? By the way, yeah, I just don't understand how that works. And he was talking about his rings and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, your rings that you cheated with? I mean, is that, you know, it's just unbelievable. I'm just like, okay, I don't want to hear that from this guy. And he's not a great announcer anyway. I just want to throw Great linebacker, horrible. Just mm. horrible. And I'll just, just go with the cliches. He's talking about, well, uh, he told the story about Osborne. Oh, uh, uh Rookie year, he's talking about this year, then he went to rookie year, and it was Thielen who actually said he was going to be good. And, and then Cousins said, I don't see it. As if fucking either of these, like, Cousins <laughs> like, ah, dog, Osborne's garbage, dude. What are you talking about? You know, like, yeah. it's such, he sucks, dude. I don't I don't understand it either. He, I mean, he's downright bad. And like I said, I'm a Hurricane fan. This dude's a stud. He was an awesome player. Super smart up top. But you could tell. You know, it, that stuff, he's, he, it's like he doesn't watch enough tape or so. I don't know what it is, but he's yeah. bad. He's yeah, bad. he is. And that's just what, you know, got my goat was him talking about his <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> ring in 2009. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Straight ring. <laughs> You're calling a Vikings game, asshole, you know. Um, and read yeah, the so, room. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then Osborne, like you said, Osborne, man, he's the functional number two at this point. Uh, like yep. you said, besides red zone and, and some zone breaking stuff that you can get from Thielen at this point. Now that might reemerge in the playoffs. Thielen is kind of clutch. He has been big in playoff games. We'll see if, if he still is. Um, he's made incredible catches in playoff games. I can remember great catches against True. the Saints. He's he really stepped up. So hopefully, if his health is there, uh, he can do that. But KJ, like I said, great numbers this season. Probably could have been more had we figured out a little bit more of the offense quicker. Um, but I, he's really stepped up, and now you got Naylor on the rise, hopefully. So I think we're good in that position um, going into uh, what will be a playoff run. Um, I, I I hope I say that knock on wood. I guess I, run is the part playoff for sure. Run, yeah. that, that's the question mark. But um, like you said, young players starting to rise, and that's good. The defense, and you got to see a little bit of that, and you know. I, who knows who will stick around and who won't, but we, I'm sure guys like Tonga and Patrick Jones and those type of guys will be here next year, and that's a good sign. Duke Shelley, you know what I love about Duke Shelley? First of all, he's just not afraid. He gets beat on a play, very next play, PBU, another PBU, then a pick. That was a good 
pick too because he he had that closing speed. See that? Like the ball was probably a little underthrown, but I love it, dude. He he's got a lot of confidence. Not the biggest guy, but thing I like about him beyond just the confidence to come right back is he's going to let everybody know what he just did to. I yeah. just love it. I just love dude, dude. I mean, this kid is just, oh, man, he, he's good shit, no doubt about it. Pat, Pat P stepped out of bounds. Otherwise, he was trying to take it to the house. <laughs> he has uh, 34 picks. That's where he's older. That's where he's missed a little something on these runbacks. Because he's like, man, I'm really moving pretty good. Hold on, let me cut. Oh, I cut out of bounds. My bad. Um, now he's tied with Harrison Smith and Devin McCourty, uh, the Patriots' safety, for, for the most active. So we got both active guys now. That's five. He hasn't – I don't think he's had five since, like, 2012 or something like that. Uh, five picks. Um, Justin Jefferson, another record-setting 322 uh, receptions. That's the most – uh, through three seasons, uh, and Michael Thompson had 321. He actually went past that uh, a little bit, too. So, you know, I mean, 1,400, 1,600, and now 1,800. It, it's just crazy, dude. And by the way, um, I saw this tweet, too, speaking of Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook has 1,400 yards from uh, from scrimmage and 10 touchdowns this season. And my replies are acting like it's Toby Gerhardt. <laughs> yeah, that that's a great tweet. It's like, come on, dude. Cal- calm down a little bit on that. Um, and by the way, the Bears got the number one overall pick. Adam Schefter, the Chicago Bears are now scheduled to make the number one overall draft pick for the first time since 1947. Is that true? That's true. That's true. Oh, my goodness, because the Texans on a – on a fourth and twenty, go for a hail mary. <laughs> Ended up getting it. Oh, dude, that shit. Oh, that was that was special, dude. And by the way, Zadarius Smith had a personal issue. He is, you know, he basically got a week off anyway. He was practicing a little bit, but he is uh, he's going to be good to go. So um, it's we'll see we'll see when it comes down to that. Um, breaking down anything else from this game before we get into this. Uh, this wild card uh, weekend, and by the way, the Vikings, this is Dustin Baker, the Vikings haven't won a home game in the wild card round of the playoffs since 1999. They lost two at home since, or, you know, in the wild card. We know the, uh, basically the start of our kicker jinx with the Seahawks at home, yeah. and then the Philly game, 2008, the year before, when we had T-Jack, the year before uh, Favre came, so... It's we haven't even done it in the 2000s, which is like, oh wow, yeah, I suppose that's crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a tough stat to hear. Um, I was gonna say that. Uh, uh, you know what? I forgot what I was gonna say. We're so seven and seven all time in the in the wild card round too. Oh, seven okay, and seven. five hundred, yeah. baby. Well, I mean, here's the test for the offensive line, Chris. I mean, that's really it. Can Reed hold up? Can Udo hold up? This is a tough defensive line. They beat the crap out of Kirk last time. And, uh, I mean, la- hits we were laughing about. I mean, just tasting yeah. him, man. And uh, I think we didn't have Bradbury then, but we did have O'Neal. But they've got speed. they got power coming off the edge. they got all the combinations. I am not worried about Derrissaw. I've seen push people around enough. Uh, can Udo handle that, um, you know, can Reed handle that? I think he's got a little more 
uh, weight to him than Bradbury. Yeah, more so if he can me- mentally handle that, I think that's a, a problem. Maybe an upgrade as far as facing this defensive line and then, you know, three-step drop. Are we going to do a little bit of that? Rollouts, uh, play action, all the stuff, and then run the football. And uh, like we said, that's really the key here because they're going to be able to run the football with, with Barkley and uh, they've got another guy too. And they're able to run the ball a little bit. Now we held them up. Jones too. He can freaking run pretty well. Yeah, he can. So I, I, you know, 19, whatever, uh, 99, you said is the last time we won a, that wasn't Denny was, was that Denny? Yeah. Denny. Yeah. Denny green. Um, And eh, you don't want to see 41 donut. That's going to be in the back of everybody's mind. Um, and of course that was on the road at the Meadowlands, but, uh, right. it's the last time I think we saw the Giants in the playoffs. Um, but I, I like the outcome here. I just don't, you know, it's the lines here, Chris. It's the, can we stop the run? Can we run? And can we protect? That's football 101, but it has to be done. And, you know, we've seen them, you know, what, two weeks ago. Um, so we know what they have to offer in, in that setting. But I, I like O'Connell being able to game plan for it. And like you said about Zadarius, you know, he's a guy who needed a week off. So I'm fine with that. Uh, I would have yes. been fine with Hunter taking the week off too and get these guys fresh, particularly yeah. pass rushers, you know. Um, so are we fresh? Are we good to go into the playoffs? Now, I, I really think the home field's going to help us. This crowd uh, will help us. But like, you know, we had a kind of a stinker that first half against the Giants at home too. And so I, it's hard to really tell. It wasn't a stinker. That was a different game, but still. Yeah, this, um, the third quarter stinker, though, for the offense was. And it's not a noon game, so we can't count on noon, uh, 12 o'clock Kirk to come out. It's going to be a little bit later. It's going to be, you know, national TV. So all those bugaboos for Cousins uh, working against it. And Vegas has, I guess, 95% of the money is going on the Giants to at least uh, break the spread. So I, I don't know. Um, well, depending upon the, uh, you know, the outlet. It's not right. a full and it's out. Monday, so you know, sure, yeah, give it some time. But I wish I was it's a little a more confident. You know, it's, a it's a pick 'em game. game. It's a fifty-fifty game, and it really shouldn't be, but it is. And I like the home field advantage, though, because I think that's really going to pull out. We really get this building rocking, and they have to be three forty, boy. Plenty of time yeah. to get soft. You know, extra, yeah, dude. I yeah. mean, tailgating's going to start Friday night. Yeah, so I mean, I, I like us here. I really do. I mean, I really think we're going to win. I don't know how by how much. That's the thing. Is it going to be low scoring? I think it will be. I think it will be low scoring. I think you know, no team scores more than twenty points and probably sixteen at it. Uh, but this is a real test for the defense as well. They've got to stop the run consistently. They've got to sell out and stop the run. It's a playoff or at least game. Contain it. You know, yeah. just contain it. We know, you know, Barkley's going to hurdle someone. We get that shit. We're not talking about that stuff. you got to be tight in the red zone, short yardage. These type of things, you got to really sell out here. And, uh, you know, do we do we have the size inside is a question um, to really stop short yardage. But, you know, this is the Donatel thing, Chris. I'm kind of rambling on because I'm a little indecisive in what I want to pick here. But sure. I'm sure you have some things to say on, on the matter. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Brian O'Neill thing does worry me because, like you said, you know, we did give up 11 hits last game. 
and uh, like like you also said, some of them were just just disgusting. Um, so that that worries me because O'Neill's one of the best in the business on the right side. Um, now we we could get if, if things do go wrong and Udo starts holding a bunch, Brandell could come back. They did say he's he's got a possibility of playing. He's gonna maybe practice this week, and he looked he played both sides the old both sides thing, right? But he did play good on the left side, but, you know, in the in that time considering. Um, yeah, I am a little worried about that offensively. And then, you know, we were good three or four in the red zone last time. We were six of 13 on third down. Uh, but, yeah, try to establish the run. We, we say this for about a month now to set up the play action and just, just to get them off, you know, the blitzes and all that because – a lot of teams don't go crazy with the blitz until it's third down because they just know, well, we're going to throw the ball 40-plus times. So, and we get enough pressure anyway, a lot of times it comes interiorly. So if you, you're getting, you know, a lot of hits, you know, already, and then you're giving up the right side more than you would, I don't know, that is a little scary. But, yeah, if we can run, the play action would be just big. Um, and then you can also move the pocket with that stuff too. I think we're gonna we're gonna see some move in the pocket. We have to um, Coach Kale's credit. You know he has moved the pocket here and there, especially in clutch times. But don't offense, don't go to sleep in the third quarter, please. You can take a light nap, but you do have to get at least like a three, four, five minute, you know, field goal drive. Just something, dude. We can't be skunked. Because um, when you look at these numbers, still it's just it's wild. Like we're, we got a, a plus, we're a, we're a plus ninety or a minus ninety seven when it comes to worst point differential this season through three quarters. Um, but then you know we're freaking the the eighty five Bears in the fourth quarter for some reason. <laughs> or actually maybe we'll go Niners because you know Montana doing all those late comebacks or whatever it's just it's 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 crazy how that works it's it still blows me away and then defense come to play right away because they allowed and this is this kind of snuck up on me they allowed the the most points in the first quarter in the nfl this year and i thought oh wow i guess i didn't i didn't realize that now as far as negative point differential remember the giants are right there with us when it comes to that and we went over those tight games. You know, if it's a one-score game, I think they're 8-3-1. and one. And, of course, we know we're 11-0. and um, Defensively, yeah, I am a little worried. I mean, if you look at the franchise history, uh, we gave up, you know, some of the worst amount. Of, some of the, what is it, 484, 1984, 2013, we gave up 480 points. Both those years, we gave up 30 points. 2020, we gave up 475, almost 30 points. Um, 2011 gave up 449 and 28. This year we gave up 442 and 27. Or no, sorry, that was 2002. This year 427 and 25 a game. It, it, it's just I am a little worried. However, that said, um, we did play damn good in the red zone. Um, we also created turnovers, two of them. Three of 11 when it came to third down. And I remember those three straight drives on a half, field goal, field goal, field goal. And then that's when the offense said, oh, we got you. Boom, went down, took the lead. So we can't, you know, I just think field goals, man. You know, because they are, they're they're a really good red zone team heading into that Christmas Eve game. And for whatever reason, 
you know, they didn't, they just couldn't get to the red zone sometimes. But yeah, I am a little worried there. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring than you. Uh, not to say they're both going to be in the 30s, but part of it is I, I'm calling for an overtime game. Mm. Uh, that, that's more points. So I got the Vikings 28 27. The other score I have is 30 to 28. We could probably say 27 26 because who the fuck knows what's going to happen with these extra points. Um, maybe they'll go for a two point conversion and mess it up. But yeah, like you said, the tackling, dude, we cannot, because there was a couple times in that game where they had big, big gains, whether it's rushing or passing, because we simply went for the ball and didn't wrap up. Yeah, let's cut the shit. I mean, this is what happened. This is what it is. If this team, meaning the Vikings, comes to play and they're energized and they're ready to play, we yeah. win this game. We win this True. game. You know what I mean? I agree. It's mm-hmm. not even we a question. We got better talent. We're a better team. But if they come out flat and try to work their way into it, it's just not. You got to come out. You're at home. We lay it on them. And I want to see Madison between the tackles cook to the edges. I'm saying it all season. It'll help you. You know, you, you got to have some, some weight to make them fear the run game. You've got to put it on them. And if you can do that, then you play actions there. And Kirk's great in play action, always has been. You got Jefferson, Thielen, Hawkinson, Osborne. You got all the tools you need. But you need to, like, set the tone and set the tone by running the ball. And I think the only way to do that successfully up the middle is with Madison. You know, it's like a a feather and an anvil. You know, Cook is the feather. Mm-hmm. Madison's the anvil. You want to hit the anvil first, then hit the edges. Man, that's then play much better out. than thunder and lightning. I like that original. Right, and it's like if they come out to play, Chris, with the crowd at home, it's it could be a route. You know, am I calling a route? No, because I just don't know what how they're yeah, going to do. Yeah, it's hard too. <laughs> uh, I would call if I knew they were going to come out to play and play well. I'd say thirty to seventeen, something like that. Sure. But I guess my final pick here, all woulda, coulda, shouldas away. I like the Vikings here by three, exactly. Um, a field goal at the end uh, to win it. I'm gonna say twenty to seventeen, something in that in that area. Um, I just think it'll be. Both teams are gonna establish the run, and they got a great running back who has the size, who can, who can do the stuff, who can also catch out of the backfield. So yeah. You know, defensively, Chris, like you said, is a little, it's an issue there because you start giving up that soft zone. You start playing Donna shell. You don't get pressure. I mean, these are the things that can just snowball quickly. And all of a sudden you're, you're down 17 nothing at the half. And I know this season that really hasn't been anything, but in the playoffs, a different story. You don't want to end up 17 nothing at the half. So got to yeah. come out. Can't keep the going to the freaking well, you know, and pumping no. for this stuff. No, set the tone, come out, play well. You win this game. I, I like the Vikings 2017, 21, 18, something like that by three or four. Yeah. And if we do, do get down early, I could just hear Donna show. Well, you know, the thing is, we got a good group of guys here. We got a good group of guys. And, you know, we're all going to take a look in the mirror. They all and, like each other. Yeah. You know, they all like each other. We drink beer together. Uh, we miss hunting season, but, you know, uh, we're going to get that. And uh, hopefully our buy time's up with hunting season next week or next year. You may not be here next year. Any final words on our first uh, wild card game in quite a while? 
It's pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Thirteen and four gets you a wild card, but I guess I know, really right? Easy, no huh? shit. We we picked nine and eight and ten and fucking seven, and that would have just snuck our ass in barely. Maybe it it matters how we did uh, in the NFC, right? That's what it would have right. came down with Seattle. And, and and we're fucking thirteen and four. We're like, wait, what? What happened? It's weird, dude. If we it is weird. let's talk a little bit about what it could is I guess with the with the, if we win and then we think San Francisco might win. Um we we line up with them, correct? Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And then that'll be in, in California and you know, that's where the offense we won't get into that. Let's just go beat Yeah, because the Cowboys Miami. in uh Tampa um yeah. would be sent to Philly for sure, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to see the Cowboys. I think we could probably play well against them. But let's just worry about the Giants this week, and it's not going to be easy. But I think we'll win this one. All we need <laughs> is Seattle to pull the upset, and Tom Brady do it for us one more time. Beat the Cowboys, beat Philly, and have to come to Minneapolis, baby. Brady, let's do it. That's what I want. Okay, now we got this trader, Kirk Sriracha. This I'm calling him Sriracha. That's right. Yeah, what I the am. hell, man? What the hell? Okay. This fucking guy, he couldn't he couldn't cut it at Penn State. Hey, it's an elite program. I'm not going to rip you too much. You come back. You come back for a year. You got a guy who's going to be here for, you know, maybe two years if he's really good, but at least three years of eligibility remaining as a starting quarterback, youngster, who's better than the guy on paper than we just – well, not even on paper. We've seen it on the field. He can run better. He's got a bigger arm. These are just facts. And then he got a raise, too, in the offseason. Literally, part of the extension was to help out the coaches. So we literally gave this fucking son of a bitch a raise, and then he walks. It's like, dude, I get it. You were at Rutgers before. Your guy's at Rutgers. Can't, I mean, dude's going to be there for a while. Can't he go in, like, two or three years? It's just it's so weak, dude. This is way worse than players. It's like, dude, what? Did, come on, man. Why'd you even come back here? Uh, but Matt Simon and Greg Harbaugh Jr. will be the co-offensive co- coordinators. That's kind of what we've been doing on defense and offense for a little bit on and off. Um, and it does look like Simon, who's been here for like six, seven years, uh, or a head coach or a assistant coach, I should, uh, he'll probably be the one that'll be uh, doing the play call. But, uh, but it, you know, there has been kind of a co there, uh, you know, the last few years uh, defensively we're kind of we're set there. But what do you think of this freaking guy, man? What, I mean, come, why'd you come back, dude? Shocked. I was shocked. I'm like, okay, so, you know, you go to Penn State, fine. You know, you're going to Blue Blood. Yeah, it's, we it's get a it. You go. Right, that's you know, different. Fine. You end up, they kick you out. You grovel your way back with, with – well, I wouldn't say grovel because we didn't need offense quarter because that other guy was yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, PJ brings you back with open arms. And then you finish the season and you take a Rutgers gig for money, apparently, and to go back with Shiano. And, you know, Shiano's has to prove some stuff at Rutgers, but you're pretty good gig here with Fleck, you know, and you got pretty good players and. It's just kind of shocking to me. Are you searching for a head coaching job somewhere? You don't strike right. me as the head coaching type. So you're not trying to climb the ladder. So it must be a money thing. And, and, a, and maybe he lives closer to, I don't know what, you know, who knows, but did shock me. Uh, and it probably shocked the hell out of PJ as well. And it's, 
not he's very classy. For next year, for Christ's sakes, you know, right. like, hey, dude, you can call passes next year, man. No, and it's just not very classy at all to to jump like that, especially to the kids, man. I mean, it's weird. They got used to it, and now Simon's the guy. I, I hope so. I don't know why he's not just straight up OC at this point. Um, yeah. Because he's kind of in line well, I think for, for a while we, now. We have one less coach right now, so I think they're going to share duties or whatever. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Wisconsin sniped a guy too. Yeah, yeah. From, yeah. Uh, the defensive uh, out of position coach of some sort. Yeah, running back coach got got a head coaching spot too uh, a couple yeah. of weeks or like a week back, and that's 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 obvious. You know, that, yeah. take that shit. You know, no problem. Right, but these kids that you you, you know you're training up. In your offense here, um, and then you give them a season and, and you jet again. I, I just don't think that's, that's great. Now it's college football, and a lot of things are going to be moving and shaking and flipping around. And you know, I, this new landscape is something to behold at this point. But no, nah, I don't think it was a very classy move. But nonetheless, it's college football and it is what it is. And you know, you've got some good parts here, Chris, offensively. So you have players for the new OCs to uh to utilize but we don't know what direction simon's gonna go i mean he has been yeah probably a continuation of whatever soraka had going on until he can kind of get his own identity but uh right. it's interesting that they didn't you know go i mean i'm sure the harbaugh guy is sort of an in guy but to go outside and get somebody else that has a name maybe with some offensive uh, capabilities but um it is what it is pj's doing what he's doing and like i said we're fairly you know, happy with the program at this point. So I still trust this judgment, but it, it, for God's sakes, when Shiraka comes back wanting a gig, you know, just say no, man. You can't stay a I mean, couple freaking years more. Yeah, like, just a couple. Just sweet, dude. Stay another season, you know, stay something. Just it's odd, you know, because it's just the class in college football, though, for coaches, it yeah, just doesn't happen much, does it? No. Everyone gets mad at these players. The coach has been doing this for 40 years, dude. Like, this shit is just, it's just silly, man. It, it really, it's just, it just rubs me the wrong way. It's like, dude, why the fuck did you come back to man? And never come back. You're not allowed in the state, even on road games, dude. You can't come to <laughs> Sorry. We're having a no-flight zone, uh, just like they do, you know, in other walks of life. The no-flight zone in Minneapolis for that guy. You can't even be on the sideline. Sorry, buddy. Any uh, last words there, sir, to to wrap this pup up? Well, I mean, I wish the Vikings well on Sunday. I want them to win, man. Just just win, you know, uh, because it really would suck to go out in a wild card game and and have the Packer people that we've been giving (laughs) hell to for the last 24 hours come back at us, and you know they will. But check it uh, find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, etc. And, uh, you know, let's talk about a win next week. There we have it. We'll be back next Monday. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.